Welcome to I've Always Wanted to Watch That, a spin-off podcast from the Average Joe's Movie Clubcast. I'm Justin Peterson. In this episode, I'll be talking with my nephew Bryce, recently turned 21. Bryce is all new to podcasting, and it just happens to be National Podcasting Day. Go figure. <laughs> from t- the masters at uh, Twitter. Well, that's what's trending today. Bryce was not sure what movie he always wanted to watch, so I dug in my little heap of things I wanted to check out, and I thought Battle Royale might be an interesting topic to talk with about Bryce, uh, which can pretty much be summed up as the Japanese Hunger Games. Welcome, Bryce. How's it going? Good. How are y'all doing? (laughs) Hope y'all are doing good on this Thursday evening. Yep. All right. Tell us about your... Love of movies, Bryce. Oh, man. I, I love movies, you know. just It's nice to sit back and chill, watch some good action movies, you know, comedies. I mean, even romance. It's hard to believe, but yeah. Uh, really any movie I like, you know. If it's a new movie, I'll, I'll give it a try, you know. I'm, I'm not going to be too picky about selections out there, but, you know. If it's pretty bad, it's pretty bad. <laughs> All right, let's go into our Blitz segment and get to know a little bit better about your taste. So we got about 20 movie questions here, and just off the top of your head, what do you got for us? So number one, all-time favorite genre? Uh, action. Okay. Favorite action movie? Uh, Star Wars Revenge of the Sith. Okay. I do like Extraction, too. Extraction. I that's don't think a I've heard of that one. That's a net Netflix film with uh, Chris Hensworth. He goes to Bangladesh to save a kid that's been kidnapped by some terrorists, and uh, yeah, it's, it's a good movie. You should check it out. What was your first movie in the theater? Can you remember? Man, not not off the uh, top of my head, but um, let me try to think for a second. Okay. Um. I can actually think of my favorite movie. I, saw, I took you to whenever you were little. I took you to uh, The Incredibles back in 2003. And I had a blast watching that. Yeah, just I don't, me and you. Yeah, I don't remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're pretty little. I would have to say the best action movie I've seen in theater, though, is probably Avengers Endgame. All right, on. Okay. You came with came with us on yeah. that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good time. Good Marvel movie. That's funny. Um, The next one is actually your favorite superhero movie. So I can't imagine that's different, is it? Uh, Probably not. (laughs) What would you be your runner-up then? Let's see here. If we're talking action still. Yep, comic book movies. Man. I would have to say... Either Captain America or Incredible Hulk. Okay. Uh, I could throw Wonder Woman in there, too. What's going to be your first movie to watch this Halloween movie season? Oh, that's a piece of cake. Um, Halloween Kills. It's coming out this October. I don't know the date specifically, but it is coming out this 2021 Halloween season. So I'm very excited for that. I will be uh, attending the theater to see that when it drops. So, Yeah, I need to catch up with the latest Halloween. 
Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis is in that, so, you mm-hmm. know, she's an all-time Michael Myers, you know, main character. Scream queen. <laughs> yep. All right, what's a movie you have seen the most? Seen the most? Um, Hush. Really? Okay. A Netflix film, yep. The I was I thinking was... you are going to go with uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, Return of the King. Yeah. I remember many a weekend night, you and uh, my father, your grandfather, oh, yeah. dove into some uh, Return of the King. Yeah, that that is true. I mean, I have watched the... Return of the King so many times with Grandpa and you, you know. So that's that's definitely up there, you know, with Hush. Do you know if you've ever seen the extended cut of um, Return of the King? Maybe a few times. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I'd... I'd, I think whenever I got it, like, I watched, like, stuff I knew was, like, extended in it, but I didn't, like, watch it all the way through. Mm -hmm. Just recently, my last watch, I watched all the extended cuts all the way through, and it was a surprising amount of stuff I had never seen before. Yeah, I think in the extended version, I think Aragon fights like the main Morgor's leader or whatever. In yeah, that. the mouth yeah. of Sauron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I've seen that fight scene once, maybe. Okay. But what would you consider your uh, guilty pleasure movie? Like a movie that you know is dumb, but man, you like the heck out of it, anyways. Um, guilty pleasure. Mm-hmm. Does it have to be dumb? I mean... Um, I guess a movie you would just kind of like... Let's say you were going out with some friends and say like, Hey, Bryce, what's, what's this movie you totally love that's just ridiculous? I mean, what would, what would, that, what would that pick be? Good luck, Chuck. Okay. I didn't know you'd never <laughs> seen that before. Yeah, I've seen that. That, yeah. that one's pretty uh, horny. Yeah. <laughs> um, well... Twister's one of the ones I throw in that category because it's it's pretty ridiculous, but it's a whole lot of fun at the same time. I feel like Good Luck Chuck is fits in that category perfectly because he's just a guy, you know, giving girls the the love they need by <laughs> sexual pleasure, and they'll seek out to find their love soulmate whenever they have sex with Chuck. So. <laughs> Movie, you feel like you just never really understood it. Um, movie that I just never really understood it. Um, I'm looking forward to many more movie nights where I can introduce you to even more of these kind of flicks. Because there's plenty of them out there. Yeah, I don't... I can't really think of any right now. Okay. That I didn't really understand. Um... How about a movie that was kind of hard to understand that you got and you kind of felt? Oh, uh, perfect example. Hereditary. Okay. That was perfect. Yep. I think the second time around, I started picking up on things, but the right first on. time, it, it was kind of hard, you know? I was kind of lost towards the end. Yeah, there's a lot of little subtle things in there throughout that on a rewatch definitely become more apparent. Yeah. Uh, favorite sports movie? Ooh, favorite sports movie. Throwing a good one at me. Um, it either have to be Remember the Titans mm-hmm. or The Longest Yard. Okay. Adam Sandler. Yep. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Favorite movie hero. Real quick, can we go back to the last one? 
Sure. The, the last sports, question. Sports movies. Okay. Yeah. I'd like to throw in the Bad News Bears, too. That's that's a good one. It's a classic, yeah. Yep. Uh, when I was coaching uh, T-ball last uh, year, man, watching the Bad News Bears again, <laughs> it just rung all kinds of true for me there. Because it's, uh, yeah, coaching little kids is a, it's a challenge. Yeah, I like how they take the team from, you know, nobody Zero. to the champs. You know? Zeros it's, to heroes, absolutely. Yep. Okay, so did you have a uh, favorite movie hero? Oh, yeah. Incredible Hulk. Always. Okay. Mm-hmm. Favorite movie with him? Uh, it, if I just had the name one, Avengers. Yeah, the Avengers, mm-hmm. that's definitely the, his, his when he shines the most when uh, Mark Ruffalo played him. Yeah, I would say, you know, Superman, but he's in the DC part, so, yeah. you know, if we're just sticking to Marvel, then... Hulk. Either way. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts about DC versus Marvel? It would be a great fight. I feel like they need to uh, open up more about having those two sides come and compete with each other because I feel like they could really make a good, not only movie, but series out of it. Yeah, definitely done that in the video game sphere. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, streaming movies versus going to the theater. Any thoughts? Yeah, when it comes to streaming movies, I mean, you, you take a fire stick, right? Because that's, that's pretty much your main platform. You stream anything free off of this fire stick TV. Um, sure. I mean, if I mean if it's Warner Brothers, you know, you got it on HBO Max. There's Netflix stuff. But, yeah, so let's say it's, I mean, this Dune movie's coming out. So, I mean... Do you see yourself being like, oh, you know, I really want to spend, you know, however much money to go see it in the theater? Or would you rather just chill on the couch and watch it? I think I'd rather just chill and save the the bucks, you know. (laughs) Yeah, I totally understand that. Whenever I go to a movie, I'm always... Uh, I'd rather buy dollar store popcorn and just sit on the couch, Mm -hmm. put my feet back. Which you cannot do in the theater unless you go to a fancy one. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's... well, ever since the pandemic, <laughs> the theaters are a lot, uh, a lot less people in them. There, um, I mean, with comedies, I would say it's a little bit more fun cause to hear what people laugh at. But um, I don't know. I'm streaming too. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of, I, I guess I've become a little more frugal with my older age. Okay. All right, action versus scary movies. What do you prefer? well real quick i like action because you know action is just it's an all-out good genre to watch because mm-hmm. you know there's just non-stop fighting and good plot to it but versus horror movies i mean you get a good thriller you know a scare jump scares here and there you know it's also a good plot but if i had to choose between the two I'd, you know, I'd stick to action because I feel like there's a lot lot more action movies out there that are better than horror movies. Just, you know, personally, in my opinion, from what I've seen and watched over the years. But I'm, I'm not putting any, you know, shade on horror movies. But I just, I, I do prefer watching action movies more. Okay. But I, 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 I can watch some horror movies too. <laughs> it's funny because, uh, so your uh, mother is my sister and so I'd always known her to enjoy a good uh, scary movie. Yep. And um, it was funny that I recommended a bunch of horror movies to her and she hated them. 
and come to find out she's really into the ghost genre (laughs) (laughs) whereas like a depressing horror movie is not her thing at all it has to have it has to be ghosty for uh my sister uh bryce's mom so yeah my mom's more into uh like ghost movies you know like uh the conjuring none you know mm-hmm. she she doesn't really like the sad horror movies that end out you know just making you tear up and stuff like she she likes to and get suspicion and bit. stuff yeah okay. mm-hmm. all right which um, i don't blame her you know th- those movies are good too but you know everybody has their uh, preferences when it comes to movies absolutely yep any uh what would you say your least favorite movie what's some what's something you watched and you will never want to watch again uh least favorite movie um hopefully it's not tonight's pick no i mean at least there was some action in battle royale but i can't i can't say that's the worst film i've ever seen again i I can't think of one off the top of my head but okay anything that offended you Maybe Solo, when me and you watched it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I did introduce Bryce to Solo, because you were talking about movies that are just pretty repulsive. (laughs) I guess the eating shit got Bryce on that one. Um, Is there a movie that defines your childhood? Defines my childhood? Um, I don't think I've seen any movie that defines my childhood. Maybe... Maybe the Sandlot? Yeah, maybe because since I played a lot of baseball back in the days, you know, that's that's a good uh, pick for me. Okay. Um, I wouldn't really say the Bad News Bears because I've always been on a team that's been pretty good. Okay. (laughs) All right. Um, A best uh, movie villain. Best movie villain. Ooh. This is easy. Um, Darth Maul from Star Wars. Okay. He's one of my favorites. I have some fond memories of seeing you have a trampoline in your backyard and reenact some of the scenes from the Star Wars prequels. Especially uh, episode three whenever I think Dooku gets his head (laughs) chopped off by Anakin. I saw Bryce reenact that scene one time. That was good times. Yeah, when it it comes to Star Wars, Darth Maul by far is my favorite villain because I just like how he's... He has this double-bladed, you know, red lightsaber, and mm-hmm. I like his uh, red skin and uh, his horns, and you know, he. Did you ever see the um, Star Wars a uh, or Solo a Star Wars story? I think so. Maybe a long time ago in the theater, but mm-hmm. back to the Darth Maul thing. I just I wish they didn't kill him off so. So he actually makes a cameo appearance in um, oh, yeah. that, that movie, so that's that the reason true. I brought it up. Yeah, yeah. I wish they didn't kill him off so fast in the uh, the first one. Did you watch any of the cartoon series, like the Clone Wars uh, or any of that stuff? A few, yeah. Okay. Because they did bring him back with a robot leg. So. All right. Uh, what would you say is the movie you've seen the most? Did I really ask you that? I kind of feel like I did. Have I? No. Okay. I think you've asked me what my favorite action movie was that okay. I've seen the most. And that's when we brought up the Return of the King versus Hush. Right, right. 
Okay. So how many times have you seen Hush? I mean, man, at least 20, 30 times. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yep. I'm, yeah, so me and Bryce have been uh, plotting our next move this evening, and, and it looks like we're going to check out The Strangers, but man, Hush has certainly grabbed my curiosity with the vast number of times you checked it out. Have you seen that? Um, so, Lights Out 2 just came out. Are you a fan of Lights Out 1? Lights Out. It doesn't ring a bell. Okay. All right. So, um, favorite actor and actress. Ooh. All right. Let's go with the actress first. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta say, Rachel McAdams. Okay. Yeah. She's definitely good in the Notebook with uh Noah. I don't know his last name, but you know they. Is that his... Is that Ryan Gosling that's in that? Maybe his name's Noah in the movie. Okay. But, I think yeah. I know what you're talking about. I just saw her in uh, Wedding Crashers again. Yeah, she's... I've always had a crush on her, you know. She's she's real, real gorgeous. <laughs> and favorite comes, actor. Favorite actor. Ooh, man, this is, this is tough. Whew. Can I name off a few? Of course. Because I don't think I have a favorite actor, but I have fav- favorite actors. That, mm-hmm. you know, Denzel Washington is up there. Chris Hemsworth. Um, let's see here. Um, oh, there's more. Um, Any movies particular come to mind? I can help you um, pick out the names. I just... I've just seen a movie, but I can't remember his name. Um, man, what's his name? What's the movie? Um, what's the movie? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, as of right now, so I don't hold up time. Let's okay. just stick with Denzel and Chris. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, movies you are most looking forward to that are coming up soon um halloween kills like we talked about earlier i'm mm-hmm. very excited to see that because you know i'm a big michael myers fan you know i i just i've always been glued to that kind of you that know franchise. slaughter killer stuff yep slashers <laughs> yep. gotcha mm-hmm. um can't really think of any more movies that are coming out that i'm excited to see so i'm just going to stick with that one okay Carnage, uh, or Venom, Carnage, uh, Let There Be Carnage. Heard of that one yet? Nope. Okay. That's coming out this weekend. Okay. It's a Venom? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Venom 2. Gotcha. Spider-Man series. All right. Can you think of a movie... Well, we kind of already got into this because we talked about a movie that... You did, couldn't figure out, but then I changed it to one that you did figure out, which is this question, which was hereditary. Um, any other movies that, you know, you kind of had that aha moment where you're like, oh, I get it all of a sudden. Midsummer. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was, another, uh, movie. Yeah, that was another horror film you wanted to show me, and some crazy events happened in it, and, you know, it was pretty shocking to see what was going on and you know why the uh college journalists wanted to 
exploring Sweden to see what was going on and stuff. And mm-hmm. and it was, it was a good film, even though it was, started off slow. Most action-packed flick you've seen? Uh, meaning, like, non-stop action? Sure. Um, John Wick, by far. Okay. The first one? All of them. Okay. <laughs> yep. Because I know John Wick 4 is coming out. Um, I don't know if soon, but... It... I know Matrix 4 is coming out, and they've been, they've been doing a lot of parodies between, like, the Matrix series and John Wick, so... That's what makes me think of that. Okay. All right, last question. Question 20. So um, now that we've been through this whole thing, would you say there's a movie out there that you've always wanted to see that you'd want to see now? Always wanted to see? Mm -hmm. Man, again, uh, I'm sure there's a lot. I just can't think of them. Have you seen a Hellraiser before? I have not. Let me check that one out. Especially, I mean, we're on the cusp of Halloween movie season, so. Yep. Definitely see, uh, and you hadn't seen Carrie before, right? I have not, no, no. Definitely recommend checking that out. Yep. I remember you telling me that's a good movie. All right, let's get into our main movie of the episode. So, we're talking about Battle Royale okay. from the year 2000, I believe. Um, the synopsis versus the old IMDb. Um, in the future, the Japanese government captures a class of ninth grade students, forces them to kill each other under the revolutionary Battle Royale Act. So this is a based on a novel from 1999. This might sound pretty familiar. Um, this is basically the same plot as the Hunger Games. And the Hunger Games novel came out in 2008. So... Say what you will, but I think there's a little bit of ripping off going on around here. Um, excuse me. Little fun facts about the movie. Many of the members of the Japanese parliament tried to get this novel banned. Uh, none of the cast members actually had stunt doubles in this movie. Which I kind of believe, because I don't think the stunts were all that extreme throughout. And then, contrary to popular belief, this film was never banned in the United States. And the reason that it came to my attention most recently is that it is one of Quentin Tarantino's favorite movies that has come out since he has become a filmmaker. So, I mean, there's a lot of redundancies in this movie, but I made a few notes here. And so, Bryce, feel free to jump in whenever um, something strikes your fancy. So, um... I'm one to, okay, if there's a subtitled movie versus a dub movie, I'm always, you know, I'm always more interested in watching the dub just because it's a little easier, a little kind of kind of consume the movie that way. But about halfway through Battle Royale, man, this movie was goofy as hell. And I was just like, you know, let's just try it in Japanese, see if it has a different flavor. And it actually did. Yep. It, it, did. Um, mm-hmm. it went from a really goofy movie to... A moderately serious movie. Um, any thoughts on that topic? Yeah, it, it seemed more serious. It, you know, it fit their culture more that it was actually in their language, speaking in Japanese, yelling and not making it seem like it was, you know, just them yelling silently and then trying to translate it to English, you know, mm-hmm. for us to understand, which I feel like you should watch that movie in Japanese because that's how it was made and filmed. 
I guess if you're offended by kids getting <coughs> killed in a movie, I mean, maybe watch the dub because you can take it a whole lot less seriously with the dub. Mm-hmm. But, like, the Japanese movie did add a, a level of seriousness, which I appreciated. I mean, there were still silly moments. Like, there was a moment where they, like, they threw a head through a window and added grenade in grenade, it. Grenade, yeah. <laughs> and that was pretty ridiculous. But, um... On the most part, it was a little more serious in the Japanese language, and we we probably watched at least half, if not more than half, in uh, Japanese. Yeah. Um, because we wanted to get that little bit more of a serious tone to it. Well, what I thought was pretty silly was the kids were on the bus and they were headed somewhere, mm-hmm. I guess, to the school, and on a field trip or something. Yeah. And they and then the scene switched, and they were all like asleep, and then. Mm-hmm. The one kid woke up and started walking towards the back of the bus and picked up something. And then one of like the guards or something with the face mask, it looked like a gas mask, yeah, knocked him out or something. Then they woke up in the classroom, which I was kind of like confused what happened there. And you know that didn't really make sense to me. But again, it's a Japanese film, so <laughs> what cracks me up is like the main like logo for this movie is like oh. BR Battle Royale and it's all in English or whatever but then you see you know the, the Japanese font flashing all across the screen so it's like the, like the main branding for the movie is in English but at the same time it's in Japanese as well so it's interesting to see how they do those thing, kind of things so yeah my ninth grade class is basically ordered to compete in this Fight to the death battle royale where um, basically winner takes all. The last kid standing gets to go home. So I guess that's an initiative enough for most of them to want to start knocking each other off in order to have that ticket home. A lot of flashbacks throughout this whole thing. Um, I guess, and that even gets emphasized during what the ending credits where like the first flashback is like this big old basketball game they have. Yep. Um, there's the same guy scoring the game winning shot Mm -hmm. and everybody celebrating at the end there's this scene where like they're like practicing basketball and they like bounce the ball and it like bounces abnormally high and this guy in like the second like the top tier of the stadium catches it and I'm still not really sure what all that was about Yeah. Um, and then there's this crazy scene where like there's this the teacher who's like in charge of like announcing what's going on with the whole battle royal competition is like hanging out with one of the girls who I think ends up being the last girl to survive. And they're eating creamsicles and they're talking and yeah, that's a part in this movie. I'm not really <laughs> sure why. Um, I actually have to say that this is one of the few movies I've ever talked about on the Average Joe's Movie Club cast or any iteration of it that you know, I pretty much watched the movie, kind of reviewed it a little bit, and now we're on casting about it. So I haven't really had a whole lot of time to reflect about this. So um, there's a lot of kind of crazy stuff in here that didn't quite make sense on a first viewing, but um, we're talking about it anyway. Yep. All right. So, um, yeah, lots of flashbacks. Uh, let's see. Collars are forced to... Com- oh, that's right. Um... They have the collars around their necks where 
It basically tracks where they're at. Yep. If they're in a danger zone, you know, time limit starts on the collar. You know, if they're not out by a certain time, it explodes. And- oh, really? I didn't even catch that part. I, yep. I figured the danger zones were just the fact that, like, other, like, competitors were in that, that same vicinity and they would be going after, which I think was true to an extent. Yeah. But, um... Okay, so they were trying to get them out of those areas. Yeah, because I do remember Katano saying, you know, during the, the rule explanation that if they were still in the danger zone for a certain amount of time, the time would start on their collar, or the shot collar, that's what he called it. And one time would run out, and then they would have like a 10-second countdown, and they would mm-hmm. pretty much blow their neck off, which... <laughs> yeah, I, I whenever um, they tested that on one of the kids in like the room, I kind of figured that their head would pop off, but it's actually a kind of a spewing out of the neck kind of thing, which was a little more subtle. It's different. <laughs> um, what's I gotta say there? There. Oh, okay. So there's this one girl who has like a side blade kind of thing, and she like cuts into somebody, and like it sprays all over the place. Yep. Place. That was definitely a homage to some of the Japanese um, samurai movies I've seen. So. I think I think that weapon's called a sickle. Sickle. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I concur there. All right. So um, now this is a scene that kind of stood out to me. So like, there's like this military headquarters thing, and like most of the movie, like there's just like a bunch of guards like standing up front of it, and at one point they started like. There was this music playing, dum bum 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 bum. Oh yeah, yeah. Bum 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 bum, and that's that's called Blue Danube, and that's from this like really artsy movie called Two Thousand One. But there was just this random scene where that's like that theme is playing, and these guys are just standing outside of this fortress. Like none of the competitors are like trying to storm this place or anything, but they keep cutting back to it for some reason. So that was in there. Um. One of the things I thought was peculiar was it definitely stood out more once we changed it back to the Japanese language was periodically there'd be like black screens with um, Japanese like lettering on it, which would and, and obviously like at this point, the subtitles would pop up and say what was going on there. But yeah, that would happen periodically, periodically to kind of, I guess say what was going on and I guess the characters minds or something but um <laughs> any thoughts on on that technique at all uh maybe they were just trying to lead us up to what actually was going on in the character or the survivors mm-hmm. heads at the time you know because I think the scene where uh, at the very beginning of the movie where I forgot his name but the, the kid when he lost his mom in the fourth grade and then his dad committed suicide when mm-hmm. he started seventh grade and mm-hmm. that long paper of Japanese um, was that on toilet paper? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty darn <laughs> strong toilet paper yeah. to be doing all the Japanese writing on. And I think it was actually wrapped around the guy's neck. Yeah, I don't so. really understand, you know, why that was happening, but they did show a scene where the kid and the father were at like dinner or, or something somewhere and I don't know why that was you know really a part of the movie because the flashback meant 
you know, makes sense to me on that scene, but... Yep, a lot of flashbacks throughout. Um, oh, uh, there's, like, this whole little kind of comic plot point where, like, this older guy who I guess who has survived the Battle Royal before is, like, stuck back in it, and he runs into the two main characters, and the girl has a set of binoculars, and the guy has, like, a, a pot lid or whatever. Yeah. So, like, they're basically the most unthreatening people on the whole island. Um, there's the girl from Kill Bill in it. I thought she was gonna have a more prominent role. Like all of a sudden, like she shows up and she's like running, and you're thinking like, oh, this must be a flashback. But no, she's actually on the island, and she gets confronted by this one kid and gets like scratched on the on the cheek and ends up dead a few minutes later. But um, yeah, she's from Kill Bill, which makes sense. This is one of QT's uh, favorite movies, so. All right. Um, I got really cracked up by the fact that, like, every time it cut between, like, the kids and, like, the leaders, like, saying how many people are, like, left, it would always cut back to the waves or whatever, yeah. crashing on the rocks. Yeah. You got plenty of scenes of that. Um, there's that scene where, like, it, it goes suddenly to a bathhouse and it appears that, like, the girl with the had the sickle. Yeah. Had like seduced some guys and they were like all naked, like yep. laying there, but bloody. So apparently she's like, hey, boys, let's get on and get on with it. And instead of uh, showing them the good, she showed them the blade. Um, oh, yeah, this is probably one of the coolest scenes is the um, the kitchen scene where one of the girls poisons the food. Yep. One of the girls grabs it moments later starts spewing blood mm-hmm. and then basically all hell breaks loose yep. carnage because the one girl thinks that they were all there to you know kill each other which mm-hmm. wasn't the fact because i think they were trying to poison somebody else and not actually the girls but uh yeah so all, all hell breaks loose and she ends up grabbing the uzi and starts you know Pulling the trigger on everybody, and it turns into a bloodbath in the kitchen, which yep. that was and pretty much everyone dies. I don't even remember. I mean, it's always hard with these Asian movies to tell kind of who's who because a lot of them look similar. Um, so it's kind of hard to tell who actually poisoned the food there. I'd have to go back and look. Um, I already mentioned the creamsicle scene, which is this kind of dream hazy sequence that pops up and then pops up back at the end. Um, you already mentioned the fact that one of the main characters, his dad kills himself. So that's like kind of a a reoccurring plot point throughout. Um, pretty much great camera work throughout. I think my favorite shot is like, they show like the lighthouse at, um, dusk or whatever with like the sun being very, um, warm and glowy at the bottom of the screen. That was pretty nice, and always enjoy that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Inserted into movie, uh, movies, man. Um, okay, so man. Okay, so the main dude who's like the teacher of the class is like in charge of like announcing like who's been killed and what's yeah. going on with like the battle royale. Yeah, his name is a uh, katana, and um, so he's wearing his little jumpsuit. And periodically he'll get called, and I guess it's from his family. We don't actually get to hear the other side of the phone line. But, um, yeah, apparently at one point he's just like, eh, fuck you. Yeah, he's on a (laughs) business trip, 
you know, on the low, which he's not. And yeah, I think he throws the phone at one point. It gets shot, and yep, he gets capped. And yep. Well, what I really didn't understand is at the end when you know the three kids that were left. They ended up shooting him, and then, like, it looked like he was dead for a second. Then he just, he got up and got on the phone, I think, and started talking again or something when I thought he was dead, and (laughs) I thought that was kind of silly, but... I had the same impression, absolutely. I don't think he was wearing a bulletproof vest, was he? I know one of them was. I think the guy with the crazy hair was, and... I, I, yeah, I totally I don't, forget what that connected back to. I don't know what all that was about, but I thought he was dead. Um, it's interesting that he shows off that piece of art that like shows all the students like massacring each other. Oh yeah. But then the one girl has like this like these beams around her showing that she's gonna be the one to survive. Um Yeah, that that was that one girl that Katano and I don't remember her name, they were by the water, you know, where the rocks were and mm-hmm. It looked like they were eating a popsicle stick, almost. Oh, that's the cream or something. Scene? Yeah, okay. yeah. And um, I don't, I don't know what was going on there. And I know towards the end of the movie, Katana was talking about his class and how she didn't like the class or something. Or he, he was being a bad teacher or something. And you know, really, that didn't make sense to me. But I guess it was just part of the end of the movie to finish things up and wrap it up. Yep, and then um. He's like on the boat home, like the guy that's like played the games before, he dies randomly. And then the girl and the guy like get back to like the Japanese mainland and they're kind of, you know, laying low and kind of like, um, I wouldn't say mysteriously, but covertly like maneuvering around the streets kind of yeah. in, the, in the movie. And then, yeah, they got these dream sequences again. Um, yeah. This is a crazy-ass movie. Um, I enjoyed quite a bit of it. Do I enjoy more of the fact that when it was goofy as hell with the English like dub, or do I liked it more when it was more serious? I guess I would have to say serious just because... I don't know. I guess you want to take a movie where kids are like killing each other a little bit more serious than goofy. Um, I thought it was about a three and a half, so it was... It was solid. It was enjoyable. Um, God, there's so much of it like that doesn't comprehend still that I feel like I need to probably go and watch a few YouTube, like analyze this videos to really piece it all together. But um, after our first watch, you know, talking about it on the internet, pretty much right after we saw it, yeah, three and a half, um, enjoyed it quite a bit. Don't fully understand it, but um, there's a lot of merit to it. So, uh, last impressions, Bryce? Yeah, one more scene towards the end. I guess the the two couple that survived, Mm -hmm. the one guy's name, the the kid or whatever, he was standing, it looked like it was next to a vending machine or something, and Mm -hmm. the girl was running down a valley, and she gave the boy like a pocket knife or something and he he opened it up and yeah it was a blade but Mm -hmm. i don't really know what that you know corresponds to because (laughs) it's just that overall this movie's random pretty much and i just really didn't understand why she gave him this pocket knife and then it shows the next scene them like running through 
the main road in the city, and then mm-hmm. boom, that's it. <laughs> so if you were to watch in one, so would you watch the Hunger Games or Battle Royale again? Oh, Hunger Games by far. Okay. Um, I mean, based on everything I know, it's basic. Hunger Games totally ripped this thing off, but at least I guess with Hunger Games, it gives you a more solid like idea of like the surrounding world yep. and a central character to where actually throughout this show, we were kept being like, so who's the main character? I guess it's this guy. Is it this guy? And then finally at the end, it was this guy. All right. So that is the, I've always wanted to watch this podcast. Um, me, Justin, I've always wanted to watch Battle Royale, so I uh, drug Bryce around um, for that experience. Did you have fun? I did. Cool, yep. cool. Thank you for uh, having me. Thanks so much, Bryce, for joining us. Please follow the Average Joe's Movie Club cast on YouTube and my reviews on the, the old Letterboxd. Um, are you on Twitter, Facebook? I'm Should on Facebook. Okay. Mm-hmm. Should people follow you? Or I guess you, you don't have much of a movie review presence, but is that coming? Uh, should be, yeah, in the near future. Yep. Okay, there you go. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, have a great day, everyone, and keep watching good movies. All right, y'all. Good night. Bye.